You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. What's going on? Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Two hours in the books, two hours to go. Filled in for, for Jordy Holtberg from 2 to 4. And now I'm here with you to take you home on this beautiful Friday. Matt Miguez here, producer extraordinaire slash co-host with the most, Mr. James Mesh, pushing all the buttons yet again. You hanging in there, bud? Yeah, I'm chilling. Chilling? Like a villain? I was just about to say that. Are you on penicillin? No, I am not. You never heard that? No, I haven't. I, I didn't get that extension, though. Oh, man. Then then you didn't live as a child. Because <laughs> I, I didn't watch any of the TV shows you watched. <laughs> I didn't live. I had a terrible childhood because I didn't do like this one thing that you did. Right. That, that I mean, is, it's understandable. That, that is the truth. I get, I get what truth. you're trying to say. Welcome to Crunch Time when we get a mesh on this round two and round three NFL Draft Friday. Man, the, the draft, we're just going to dive right into it. It was, it was everything I wanted and then some last night. I mean... You got Chris Olave off the board at 11. You got Trevor Penning. You filled in your two biggest holes in the team. And you didn't have to give up a whole heck of a lot to do it. Derek Stingley goes number three to the Texans. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, Jermaine Johnson falling all the way to 26. Didn't see that one coming. Five players from Georgia. Five Georgia defenders. Got picked in the first round. That's an NFL record. And then you had nine trades last night, which is one off from the most in a single round in NFL history. James, how how did you enjoy the draft last night? I enjoyed it a lot. I got, I guess you could say technically eight on the money. Eight out of my thirty-two. If you're if you're counting the Lewis scene at thirty-two, won the Lions, but he still did get picked thirty-second overall. Yeah. So technically, technically got eight out of thirty-two on the money. Twenty-five percent. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. bad. I mean, most people only get like six or less, and that's because like the first four are guaranteed. Well, hey, we only got four. That, that's that's us working together, and, and we it, didn't get the first one right. Yeah, I went Aiden. But that's just because that's my preference. And then we had Sauce, what, two? Yeah, you had Sauce at two. He went three. Or four, I mean. Yeah. I, wow. What a what a crazy, crazy night. The Jets had a great night. The Giants did pretty well for themselves also. They addressed two major needs. Uh, the Saints, obviously, great night. Who else out of those, besides those three, do you think, you know, had a pretty good draft? Lions had a really good draft. Yeah, that was really good. Getting, in my opinion, the best overall player, and then you get the best overall wide receiver, and then and then you come back in to get a damn good safety. What? Who drafted Lewis Seen? That was the Vikings. Ah, why the did Vikings I think that the was Lions. the Lions? The Vikings and the Lions. Okay, traded. the Lions traded 
So I, I they, wasn't wrong. They were, they were 32. They were there. Okay. But they traded with the Vikings at 12. So I wasn't I wasn't totally wrong. Wasn't totally wrong. Um, but no, I mean, Jameson Williams and then Aiden Hutchinson, just those two guys right there, sells you for a long time. Because you've already got Jared Goff. Say what you want about Jared Goff. He's not the worst quarterback in the world. He can do the he can do the job for you, especially if you're going to give him targets like Jamison Williams. So, you know, I saw somebody post post on Twitter yesterday that the Lions were going to win a Super Bowl in three years. I don't know about that. I think I think they make the playoffs and be a little scary, but I don't know if they. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know about that. That might be a, a little bit of a stretch, but um, definitely improved last night for sure. I would I would definitely say so. Yeah. Who would they, you say is the lull of the night? Atlanta. Who, who made you laugh out loud? Atlanta. Atlanta made you laugh. Okay. I mean, to me, their biggest needs were wide receiver, anything on defense, and then quarterback. Yeah, and they got probably the fourth. third best receiver in the draft. I would say fourth. Yeah. Because to me. I get it. He can break tackles, and he was compared to Vincent Jackson. But I, I don't, I, I don't know. I get it. He can run short routes and he can break tackles. But like, what happens in the open space? And like, he's trying to run. There's plenty of faster players than USC plays. They're gonna catch him a whole bunch. I believe. And and, and the Patriots was pretty funny too. That one was a lull as well. That that was that was pretty funny. Um, I found. Uh, the the amount of Packers memes that we got the, the Packers were were that was hilarious my my favorite meme was because I had was, sent you one this morning yeah it was a it was a picture of one that I saw was a picture of Nathaniel Hackett and he was on the phone and then the little conversation pops up and it says hey Aaron have fun throwing to your favorite linebacker this year did you like the video of the guy yeah throwing it to himself and then he yeah. hits himself in the face on his house. Yeah, I did see that. I like that one. You, you sent me that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I like that one a lot. That was great. Did you see that whole slideshow? No, what slideshow? Oh, the whole post. Like, that was the second slide. There was like 10 of them. Oh, to be totally honest with you, I looked at that at like 6.30 this morning. I only saw the one. Brain wasn't fully awake? Yeah, no, I only saw the one. I thought it was just like a one video kind of thing. There, uh, was, So should, there's multiple? Oh, there. Oh, you should oh. check them out during the break. During the break, I'll they're, have to look at it. They're pretty yeah. good. Um, poll question of the day that we started during the Jordy Holtberg show, and we're going to carry it over into today's show, is what is your favorite draft snack? Is it wings, nachos, chips and dip, or other? Tom comes in, Chiefs Puffs, Zaps Chips, Boudin, and beer. People are really feeling the beer. I mean those alcoholic beverages. It's, it's South it's South Louisiana, man. It is. Well, that's what that's kind of what we do. Cheese puffs, zaps chips, and boudin. Hell of a combo. It's interesting. That's interesting. You got one bowl of cheese balls, and then you got the other one is that is a that is a spread. Now, what kind of? I was going to say, is it is it the uh, the like the New Orleans flavor? Is it the voodoo? The voodoo. That's what it is. Is it the craw taters? Like, like, are you talking about the plain? This is this is. Are, are you talking about the Creole onion, which people love, and I don't really get it. 
I don't think I've tried the Crayola. They're, they're not great. Uh, way too sweet for me. Way, way too, too sweet. sweet. Way, uh, way too sweet. Don't you have a sweet tooth too? Yeah, but it's it it's a salty sweet. Oh, it's, it's kind of yeah. like that mix, and you're like, yeah, it, it's not it's not great. I need you to figure out which way we're going. Right, right. It's it's not great. Now, you want you want to talk about sweet and salty together? Here here's a recommendation for you. Next time you go to the movies, take you a bag of M and M's and put it in your popcorn and put it in your popcorn. You will thank me later. All I'm going to tell you. God, that's so good. Cajuns baseball playing App State first pitch in about an hour. So in the 5 o'clock hour, we will give you a score update there. Cajuns softball playing against Coastal Carolina tonight in game one of a three-game set at Lampson Park. Then LSU has a grueling top 25 matchup this weekend at Alex Box Stadium against 16th-ranked Georgia tonight at 6.30, tomorrow at 2 and Sunday at 1 in that game. First pitch from Baton Rouge, like I said, set for 6.30 tonight, and you can hear it right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Pelicans falling in Game 6 last night, 115-109. to Phoenix wins the series four games to two, and they will await the winner. I'm drawing a blank on who... Who they're gonna play, James? Do you know off your head who they're gonna? I'm looking up the bracket right now. But Are you, for for who again? The Suns. The Suns. They they've got Dallas. Yes, it's Dallas because it, it was the winner. Dallas, of Dallas won in the, the series Utah. last night. Yeah. So you've got Dallas and Phoenix. You've You'll got have... Golden State moved on, and they're waiting for the winner of Memphis, Minnesota, which game six is tonight. And then in the eastern side is already set. Yep. You got Miami, Philly, and then, and then Milwaukee, Bucks. Boston. You think you you think your Celtics going to win that series? As long as Chris Middleton doesn't magically come back like Devin Booker did. Who, who's your Who's your answer for Giannis? Al Horford. They might put him on there a little bit, yeah. And then they get Robert Williams to guard Brooke Lopez. I could see that. Okay. You, you think Luca? Gets healthy enough. To I think. I think what they do is they could switch between Jason Tatum at certain points and Al Horford to guard Giannis. Staying in the East, do you think the Sixers have what it takes to beat the Heat? Oh man, that's going to be tough. It's going to be a good series. That, that is going to be a really good series. I think Jimmy should be back. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy should be back. So I mean, God, he's got three Butler, days, three Lowry. more days to rest. Tyler Hero, Bam. Just, I mean, it's a really solid group. It is. But, and then, I mean, I get it. Maxi is really turned up this year, and they still have Tobias Harris, a.k.a. J. Cole. But Joel, Harden. But jo- Joel and Harden, I mean, that's like. Harden had a great game last night. He did, but he's he's so up and down. He is. Especially he is. lately. It, like, it, you're going to have to. You're gonna have to rely on Embiid a lot, in my eyes. And Agreed. Bam's a really good defender, so I mean it, it'll come down to which is better, the offense or the defense. But I feel like I gotta lean. That that actually really is tough. I'm trying to think about it because the Heat really did make the the uh, finals. They've yeah. already done it. They've already made the finals. We've never seen Joel. Past the second round, and we've never seen 
hard to make it to a finals either. Well, the, he made it. No, he did. He did. He did an OKC. Okay, but but then they got crushed by LeBron. Right. Um, I, I I guess if I had to pick, I would. I guess I'll take Heat. Yeah, uh, that's probably where I would lean. Also, Phoenix and Dallas. That could be a good series if Luca's healthy. How healthy is Luca? Because if he's not a hundred percent, and you get Devin Booker back. I think Phoenix rolls through Dallas. How healthy is Luka Doncic going to be? I think it. I think it'll go down to six or seven. That's my my thought process. Because I I believe the Warriors will whether it's the Wolves or the Grizzlies. I don't think it really matters. I think Golden State moves on, and I think because of that. Phoenix will have been battle tested for sure, but the fact that they it took a lot longer for them than it should have with the Pelicans than everybody expected, and the fact that it, it might be another long series for them with the with Luca, I, I think there might be a little bit of fatigue, maybe. I don't know how much gas Chris Ball has left in the tank. He had to put a lot into that Pelican series. Yeah, yeah, that that's obviously a concern for them. So, and the fact that you that you're, that you're able to put Steph at backup point. I'll tell you this though, if if Memphis beats Minnesota tonight and moves on to play Golden State, you're taking Memphis. Uh, I like Memphis. You like them a lot. Dude, they're they're good. They are good, and it is not just Ja Morant. It is Ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, Stephen Adams, Desmond Bain. They're all they're all definitely good. They are a well oiled machine. I mean, not going to take anything away from the Warriors. The Warriors are obviously the Warriors. They've got Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's like they're when he was in the G League last year. They're a squad, but man, Memphis is going to give them everything they can handle. That that might be. The best, if that's the series that happens in the second round of the Western Conference, that might be the best series out of all of the playoffs. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I think this Bucks Celtics matchup is huge. That's going to be a seven game knockdown drag out series. That'll be one for the ages, in, in my opinion. It's fair. It's definitely fair. Let's take a timeout when we return. Cajuns baseball. We'll get you set for their game with App State. And we'll take your phone calls. 706-0111 on the game hotline. This is Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh. You're listening to The Game, 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now, back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Let's take you out to the ball game with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The Houston Astros take on the Texas Rangers on May 21st, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. 
to score four tickets, a ballpark tour, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Astros weekend getaways are powered by Butcher AC, Le Meridian Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Crunch time with me guys and Mesh here on the game, 21 minutes after 4 o'clock on this Friday. Cajuns baseball getting set for a three-game series with Appalachian State. 5 o'clock tonight, 2 o'clock tomorrow, and 12 noon on Sunday. This is a series that the Cajuns could definitely use a, a win and a big win in this contest. I mean, if you're looking at App State as a whole, they're 14 and 24 on the year, 5 and 13 in the Sun Belt Conference. Their best hitter is hitting 318. Um, I will give them that. But you got a team batting average of 255. Your opponents are hitting 268. You've got a slugging percentage of 355. Your opponents are hitting 434 on average. And your opponents are doing this unless it bats, according to their team statistics. Pitching, not great either. I mean, you got Tyler Tuthill, who's had a pretty good year, had a great year last year. He's got a he's got a six even ERA. He's going to be their starter tonight. I mean, this team nothing to to write home about other than maybe Xander Hamilton. He started nine games and he has struck out sixty two batters this year. That's a good strikeout number. Um, but then your your next closest guy on the roster has forty six. Again, fourteen and twenty four. They're five and thirteen in the Sun Belt. Looking down their schedule, I mean, no win, you know, really stands out other than the one that they got against Georgia Southern, which is a big one. Georgia Southern currently sitting at number three nationally in the RPI. Um, so it's it's a good win, but that's really the only good win. You did take two out of three at ULM. You did have a good weekend with ULM. You did beat Davidson Tuesday night. But the way Louisiana's playing right now, the way their bats are swinging right now, there's no... I I don't see a world where App State wins this series, and I I don't see many worlds where they really win a game. I mean, Louisiana is just reeling at the plate. Carson Rockford at 360, Connor Kimple at 318, Tyler Robertson's at 306 of the year. Heath Hood, 295. Julian Brock's even coming along at 282. Max Marshock's at 287. I mean, that's six guys hitting 250 plus. You got Rocco with 47 RBIs on the year. Kimple with 28. You got three guys with 18. I mean, the Cajuns are scoring runs and they're doing it. They're just absolutely rolling right now. And. I see this being a series where the Cajuns just continue to build on what they've done well, continue to clean up what they haven't done well, and they get some good road wins towards their RPI. Next week, they've got UTA coming to town. UTA is dead last in the conference. Those are three more games that you should win. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
a loss to UTA ruined your RPI. And if you ruin your RPI, you're going to miss out on a postseason bid. And the Cajuns haven't been to the postseason in six years, which is very abnormal for the Cajuns. I mean, from that 2013 to 2016 stretch, they went to four straight they they went to four straight regionals, and two of those years you went to a super. You got to get back in the postseason. You got to start contending to be in that national conversation again. Uh, if, if you're Matt Deggs and the Cajuns. Meanwhile, staying on the Cajuns, Cajuns softball, three-game set against Coastal Carolina starting tonight at Lamson Park. They'll play at 6, and then tomorrow they'll play a doubleheader at 2 and 4.30. You also have high school softball going on this weekend. The state tournament being split between Lake Charles, well, Sulphur, and Broussard. The select tournament is being played at St. Julian Park in Broussard while your Class 1A through 5A and Class B and C are getting played at Frash Park in Sulphur like normal, like it's always been. A couple of local teams being represented in both sides, especially the state, the select side. You got Notre Dame playing tonight. You got STM. I believe STM is getting ready to start here at 430. You have Opelousas Catholic playing tonight. And if they win their games, they will be playing in the state championship games tomorrow. So a lot of a lot of interesting things happening here around Acadiana. Obviously, Festival International this weekend, which you know obviously is a is a great time for everybody. We we here at the station also you know thoroughly enjoy Festival International. James Trevor Bauer getting handed a two year suspension by MLB baseball too much and and it was for uh domestic abuse right domestic abuse accusations accusations see i'm always been the guy that it needs to be proven until you do something if it's proven 2 years is fine but the fact that it's only accusations that's where it kind of gets me. So the the story is is that a woman filed a sexual assault complaint, and earlier this year, the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office decided not to pursue criminal charges, citing insufficient evidence. So they didn't have enough evidence to pursue criminal charges against him, and so now he's turning around and he's got two defamation lawsuits one going against the woman who accused him and then one this is pretty interesting against the athletic for an article that they wrote about him and his his sexual assault allegations but again two years when he wasn't even convicted like i get it's a touchy subject and i i get you know all of that but that that seems like a lot, if you ask me. I, I think it is a lot. I think even, I think even seventy five games would have been too much. If like if you're just gonna throw one here now, like I, I guess thirty, if you really want to put a decent number. But like anything beyond fifty to me would have been too much for just an accusation. Because it wasn't multiple. It wasn't like 
Deshaun Watson where he had 22. It's it's only been one. Right. So that that that's what really baffles me about all this is and the then, fact that you've you've thrown this many games at one accusation when it hasn't even gotten to the point where it could be criminal. Like they dismissed all that. Right. Quick update on some other high school softball scores. Port Berry defeats Kinder one to nothing to advance to Saturday's class two A state title game, and then Franklin Parish took down Beauchene eight to one. So Beauchene will be eliminated in the state semifinals. Still a great season for the Gators and also the Red Devils. Port Barry going to play for a state championship tomorrow. I mean, that what what more? That's fantastic. So congrats to those guys on good seasons, and if they're still playing, good luck to them tomorrow in the state championship game. Game hotline, as always, is open 706-0111. And here in Acadiana, you can watch the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. Speaking of the game hotline, we have a caller. Let's go to the game hotline. Chad joins the show. What's going on, Chad? Oh, not too much, man. Just in uh, a Friday, man. Beautiful day. Wait, can't wait for this draft tonight. Man, a couple of quick, a quick, a quick thought. Quick thought. Excuse me, sorry about that. Uh, last segment, it was like, man, who had the best draft? And I agree with one of the guests that they had last time. Um, I think the Saints had one of the best drafts, if not the best. And I guess I, I guess you have to define it in a certain way. But like the Jets are light years away from winning even a playoff game, or maybe maybe even making it to the playoffs. I think this one particular guy, the receiver. Made up. I mean, it, it gave them a big, big boost. Another thing is also they they're questioning the Saints why they moved up in the draft. I, I mean, I, I think what after the first receiver uh, got picked, there was four, or five, three or four receivers. They got well, not three or four, but you saw the pattern of receivers getting picked. Um, and they said, well, you could get a, another great receiver in the later rounds. I don't believe that. Even the commentators, the NFL didn't say that as well. I think there's certain tiers of receivers. Uh, the first guys in the first round that's gotten picked so far are top tier receivers, and I think there's a drop uh, after that. I think the guy after from Arkansas, I think it was it's a huge drop off. Um, so uh, I think it's just the quality of the receiver that they got, which was a great pick, and then the. Offensive lineman is a mammoth of a man. Uh, I hope they go. Uh, I don't think they go running back this early, uh, but I need. I, I would like for them to pick a running back with uh, some tread on their tires left, man. Anyway, enjoy your show, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it, Chad. I, I don't know if, if I agree with with Traylon Burks being a, a big drop from the other guys. It is a drop, uh, but I mean Traylon Burks is still an elite-level first-round talent in this league. Uh, his ball-catching abilities, his speed, his size, I mean, he he could have made any team in the league very happy with a, with a first-round pick. Now, for the running back thing, I agree. I don't think it's going to be a move tonight. I think that is a later-in-the-draft type move. Uh, the only guy I could see them getting is is if Brees Hall, you know, fell a little bit and he's still sitting there at forty nine. Maybe you take him 
but I don't I don't know if it's a move where you really you know are reaching for a running back. So we'll see what happens. I personally think that they're going to go again on on the defensive side of the ball. I would like them to take a running back, you know, if they can trade into the third round or or even early tomorrow. But I think James has convinced me that it it's going to be secondary or defensive line tonight in the second round. It, to me, it just makes the most sense. Ah. I get it. You want to get another running back because you don't know the exact future of Alvin Kamara. And we saw what Tony Jones can do or lack thereof production. But you'll always be able to find disposable and a, a decent enough running back to plug in for a few games. You don't have to use your second round pick on that. You no. can you can hit on a more important position because like, like I had said before, nobody is currently going to be on the roster next year. A defensive tackle. Everybody's contract expires. The the three guys that they sign this offseason, Shai Tuttle, as well as David Onyemata, they all will be off the team technically and won't have a contract unless they do an extension. Right. So getting one with a refreshed contract would be pretty big. I no. would have liked Devontae Wyatt, but he got picked by the Packers with their second pick. So one that I could see one that would be cool, I would say at least, is Travis Jones out of UConn. Yeah, i I think I think he could be one. He's he is supposed to be like a, a day two guy, so getting him would be cool. I'm trying to, um, I could see us getting Jaquan Brisker at safety. Jaquan, yeah, I think so too. I would say Neil Farrell, but obviously, Saints aren't big on getting people from LSU. What? What ooh, ooh. Logan Hall's another one. Imagine yeah. imagine that. You get Logan Hall and Peyton Turner. Two two Houston guys. Two yeah. Cougars. Two teammates. I could see that. That could work. That could work out. You already got some chemistry there. So Exactly. And ne- never hurts to have to improve that off that defensive line. No. Never. Quick comment on the poll question before we head to a timeout. Robert Duplichan says, I had beer and nachos last night, but I do love some good wings. <laughs> yeah, but the real question is, I mean, to me, it doesn't really matter. I have a preference, but I'm not you on either. But would you rather prefer drums or drums or uh, flats? I'm a drums guy. You like drums? Yeah. I, I Some people say you get more meat out of flats. They're harder to eat, though. You think to, they're harder? To, to me, I think they are. Cause I, mean, like, I, I remember uh, seeing the technique where you just kind of push down on it. A, a drum, you can just grab one, one side of it and just, you know, go to town on it. And then a flat, I don't know, you just kind of got to, like, there, there's way more bone to dig around, I guess. I mean, there's two bones as opposed to one. Right. But they're both skinny bones, so you just take one off and then boom. Yeah, I guess. That's just my thing. I guess. And you I, could always just push down on to, it. To, to be honest, I'm good either way. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Wings, wings are wings, bro. I just know there's more, like, cartilage on on a drum yeah wings wings are wings take a time out and when we return we'll dive a little deeper into the draft what you can expect from day two and even day three and then we'll we'll recap the two picks the saints made chris alave and trevor penning will give you our thoughts as to why 
they're so special. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just wash the hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The LSU Fighting Tigers will take on the Georgia Bulldogs at Alex Box Stadium for a three-game series between a pair of top 20 ranked programs. First pitch from Baton Rouge is set for 6.30 tonight and can be heard on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Crunch time with Miguez and Mesh, 41 minutes after 4 o'clock. Matt Miguez, James Mesh, and you. Hotline is open, 706 one 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 here in Acadiana. You can watch the simulcast on Stadium thirty two point three and channel one thirty three on LUS Fiber. James, give me your immediate thoughts when pick number nineteen was announced last night and it was Trevor Penning. I thought yes, <laughs> thank you, because I have been saying this whole time. Your your two biggest needs easy wide receiver. And getting a tackle, I don't. I don't think you're gonna let somebody like Teron Armstead leave unless you have a plan of addressing that position early. You obviously saw them never take anything or even talk to anybody at that position in free agency. So it only made sense that they are to address it early on in the draft. Yeah, and funny enough, I had literally Chris Olave and Trevor Pending in my first mock draft of this year. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guys I wanted. So, I mean, and the only reason I didn't have Trevor Pending for the last one was because I thought Evan Neal potentially could drop to 16 or fall into the early teens, and then that's when you would trade up and go and go get Evan Neal. That way you have your tackle. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, I mean – if you got to trade up to get Olave as well, I didn't. I, I wasn't sure if we were going to see a run like we did with the wide receivers. But I'm I'm happy how it turned out because I was fine with pinning for sure. So to me, this this was the most realistic and most ideal I would have imagined. Now get ready for this. Do Do you think the Saints are excited about Chris Olave? If you look on their Twitter profile. Their header photo is Chris Olave holding his draft jersey from last <laughs> night. And their bio simply says, Chris Olave is a saint with the praise hands. I think that I think they I think they're I, glad I th- that they picked I think him. I think they might be excited. I mean, I am too, don't get me wrong. I I'm waiting for them to announce his jersey number so that I can go buy his jersey. What number do you think he'll pick? I think he's gonna pick five to honor Garrett Wilson. You think he's picking five? Yeah. Okay. Because he's not going to pick two because that's Jameis. No. He can't wear one because isn't one retired or no, somebody Callaway has Callaway wears one. Callaway right wears one. Um, can't wear three. No. Who, who wears Lutz. Yeah. Four. We have a four. Ian Gilligan. Hook. No, Gilligan. Gilligan? 
Yeah, yeah Ian Book is 16. Yeah. Uh, so the numbers I have seen pop up the most is 5, 7, and 12. Well, not 7. That's Taysom Hill. That's Taysom. Why'd somebody say seven? Okay. So, yeah. Even, even, more, even more reason why I believe he's going to wear number five. Five. Is six open? Who wears six? Because that used to be Morstead. That was Morstead. I think it's available. Okay. So, he could he could go six. Yeah. I can't see him in six, though. No. I, I, I really see him wearing number five. Five would make a lot of sense. I don't know why, but I could see, I could see 19. 19, yeah. Let's see. I'm going to scroll through the roster real quick and see if we have a six. Um, now, was, was Chris Olave your favorite receiver in this draft class? I liked I liked him the most. He wasn't coming off injured. In my opinion, he was – it was kind of like a 1A, 1B with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. It's kind of like take your pick. In my opinion, a lot of people had Garrett Wilson – as the number two guy and the number one from Ohio State. Right. But my personal favorite, I would have said Chris Olave since he had already had like a more of a relationship. It was more publicly known with Michael Thomas. Right, right. So it made sense to get him. And it was like, well, he is the speedier guy and he's more of the downfield threat. So it would be the perfect matchup with Mike Thomas, who not that he can't run deep, but He's not as fast. He he didn't have as fast of a 40 time, and you see him on the field. Was it because of Drew's diminishing arm strength that he ran a lot more shorter routes? Yeah. He could definitely run crossing routes and run the 30-yard jump balls on the on the back shoulders rows. He could, he could easily do that, but looking for him to run deep post a whole bunch, I can't see that, and that's where Chris Olave comes in. So I, I'm definitely glad it was Olave. So, looking at your your jersey numbers, six is available. However, Andy Dalton has not been assigned a jersey number yet. I could see him getting six. Are you looking on the actual NFL? Or you I'm, at I'm the on the Saints? Saints roster. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was looking at ESPN Saints roster, and it says yeah. he has 14. Uh, With the Saints? Yeah. Like, I'm looking at ESPN roster. No, on Saints.com, it doesn't list the jersey number for him. Interesting. I would expect Mark to change. Ingram? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, he, I don't think he – I don't think – he could. I think he said it's grown a little on him, but I still think it's weird that he would wear 14. I think he might change to something else. Because the last person to wear five was Quan. Yeah. But, but that you don't know. But the thing but, is, we don't know if Quan's is, coming is back. Is Quan going to come back? We don't know. I would hope so. I would like to see him back. Um, I, I think he still has gas left in his tank. You see, that's what's going to be interesting. What kind of moves do the Saints make after the draft? Here's what I say. We saw Pete really step up. And to avoid Quan getting injured So you don't again, even want to bring Quan back? Well, no, I'm not saying I don't want to bring him back. I'm just saying... Bring him back, but obviously on a cheaper deal. Okay. Because I say you have Pete play more of the snaps than Quan would, and you bring in Quan a good bit, but the edge goes to Pete. That way you have a less likely chance for Quan to get injured. And even if he does, yeah. then you have Pete step up and he plays more. He's younger. 
he's obviously proven it when he did have to step up after Quan would get injured and he had to play more snaps. We definitely saw him step up. Yeah. And you invested a second round pick in him. That's true. That's true. Um the other thing that that I'm excited to see is is what they're going to do with with Tyron Matthew. Do you bring him in? Do you draft a safety? What's it going to be? Oh, this is a fun question from Pro Football Focus. Who is your new favorite wide receiver duo? Is it Traylon Burks and Robert Woods? Hollywood Brown and D-Hop? Alave and Mike? Or A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? Um, Homer me, obviously, Mike Thomas. All of them? They're all fantastic. They all are, no doubt. God. If you had to pick one, obviously I'm going to go Saints. Yeah, but I'm, if I'm not going to, but if you took away the Saints and it had to be between the Eagles, Cardinals, and, and, Titans. and Titans, I would. I like Traylon Burks a lot, but I would probably have to put them in the last spot. Yeah, I would probably have to go Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Really? Yeah. I was going to say Hollywood and D Hop. Now the thing is, they may get more production because Kyler Murray is a better, better quarterback. quarterback. But if I'm looking at strictly the receivers themselves, well then yeah, I'd go I like Philly. I like Devonte yeah. and I like AJ Brown more. Agreed, because but, I don't know how much tread we got left on Devon, on uh, DeAndre's t- tires. That's true. That's true. It especially, feels like he's had to carry off with him his being whole injured. Career. Yeah, yeah, and he's gotten injured the last couple of years. Yeah. Starting to feels like he's slowing down. All right, night one of the draft. I got to ask you. I'm asking now, and then I'll ask you again on Monday. See if your opinions changed. Who's your Super Bowl champ right now? Super Bowl champ. Who's winning it? Way too early. Who's winning it? That is, that is very early. See, I was starting to – I was trying to figure it out myself because I remember Jordy had asked a couple of his guests, so I was like, hmm. Where yeah, do- and, then on, and then on Monday I'll, I'll come back to this question and off the, see if it's changed. Off the dome. I got to do process of elimination real quick. Uh, nobody from the NFC North. Nobody from the AFC South. Okay. I would keep Eagles in that area. Okay. But I'm taking out Commanders, Giants, and Cowboys. Okay. Take out Panthers and Falcons. Okay. But we'll keep the Saints and the Bucks. Yeah. Take out the Seahawks. I'm going to take out the Cardinals. You're going to take out the Cardinals. I'm taking out the Cardinals. Okay. And I'm going to... I disagree, but okay. I'm going to take out the 49ers. I disagree with that too, but okay. I'm also... Actually, I'll, I'll keep the Rams for now, even though I'm not super confident in it. So You see, pers- for, personally right now, I would say the 49ers above the Rams. Really? I, I just... I don't know if the, the... I mean, you saw it with Patrick Mahomes, but... I think Patrick Mahomes was a better prospect than Trey Lance. I can't see Trey Lance starting. Is, is Trey Lance going to be their guy? Because they I still have so. Jimmy G. I don't. I don't want. I don't think they want to start him. I think they're just holding on to him because they're not desperate to trade him. But I don't think. I don't think he's not their. He's not their uh, solution. I mean, I don't think he's the solution. But if they're not going to trade him, I don't know how how you don't play him. I think it's the same situation with Baker. I mean, at a certain point, you're just going to have to release him. Oh, that's going to get interesting. So uh, that's that's the way I see it. Uh, AFC West, 
Actually, I'm going to have to come back to that. Bills are definitely up there. Jets, Dolphins, and Panthers, no. Browns, out. Steelers, out. Ravens, they don't have a wide receiver at the moment, so no. Rashad Bateman is their number one. Bengals, got to keep them up there. I already told you, AFC South, nobody. I'm going to... Man, that AFC West. Look, how about this? We need to take a timeout. So think about it during the commercial, and I'll get your answer before the end of hour number one. We'll take a timeout when we return. James is way too early Super Bowl champ, and we'll wrap up hour number one. Crunch time with me, guys, a mesh on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The game, 1037 Lafayette, and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Richard's has some of the best boiled crawfish, but also serves up boiled shrimp, boiled crabs, fried and grilled seafood, pole boys, and a seafood buffet. Go sign up for the game Clubhouse 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard's Seafood Patio. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh here on the game. we got about a minute. James, who, who's your pick? It's going to be between Bills and Rams. At the moment, I'll just take Rams. Rams repeating. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about why you feel that way at the top of hour number two. Let's take another timeout, and when we return, hour number two of the show, Luke Johnson's going to join us at 530 to get his insights on draft night one and what's going to happen tonight and into tomorrow. Crunch time with me, guys, and Mesh on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Our number two, really our number four, if you think about it. Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh, five o'clock. That means your week is over. Good for you. Matt Miguez, James Mesh. James, I'm just going to ask you right off the top. You said the Rams as your way too early Super Bowl champ. Why? With the amount of stuff that they've had to give up. They don't have a first or second round pick. With having very little picks. They don't They don't have Odell anymore. They don't have Vaughn Miller anymore. So what's what's attracting you to them? They got Allen Robinson as their number two to replace Odell. They'll have another year of, I forget his name. What's that wide receiver? He, His wife had a... Van Jefferson? Van Jefferson. I actually like him as a number three. They moved on from Sony, but I really like Cam Akers as a running back. They don't have Andrew Whitworth anymore, so that is a little concerning. But I'm not worried about it because they still have Cooper Cup. And you lost Vaughn Miller... But guess what you got in replace of that? Bobby freaking Wagner. It's true. That's true. I think I think they'll find a way to use these picks to I like whatever whoever their third round pick is, I that's going to be a contributor for this team. I think it'll go towards the defense. Yeah. Because I, I Taylor Rapp I believe was injured so that's why Eric Weddle had to come in. 
But I mean, looking Agreed. at this team, it's it's still a very good team, and they reloaded and still got the star power. Speaking of star power, there were plenty of of draft night trades last night involving two solidified and well-known NFL wide receivers, one of them being Marquise Hollywood Brown. It was announced about half an hour ago that the Arizona Cardinals are picking up Brown's fifth-year option. So he is now locked into Arizona through the 2023 season. So this year and next year. Man, with Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown, and, I mean, what's left of D-Hop, you also have A.J. Green. And what's left of A.J. Green. Right. I mean... There's there's a lot of positive with this team. I'm not doubting that. I just don't like Kingsbury. I don't like him. Ah, Cliff's the problem. Yes. Cliff's Cliff. the problem. It's for Cliff you. that's the problem. It's not Kyler. It's not the offense. Oh, so you don't you don't like Cliff sitting there on his back patio living large during the NFL draft. Do you remember I, that? Was that last year? Where where you where he showed his picture like a showed a picture of like his of his house and like how he has the huge right. window to see his backyard. Yeah, living large, man. Living I love no, I loved it. I just don't like how he starts off six and one, seven and zero, oh, five and two, and then the end of the season they're nine and eight, yeah, or ten and seven. Like That's you, true. you like you got to flip flop. But if you're gonna start, if you're gonna have a slow point in the season, it needs to be at the beginning or the middle part. You got to have the where you rev up needs to be the final five weeks of the season. The, there's a there's a tweet here from NBA Central, and I know I'm going all over the place, but I'm just the Pelicans obviously falling to the Suns last night, one fifteen to one oh nine, to end their season in the first round of the NBA playoffs. It says the future is bright in Nola, and it's McCollum, Ingram, Jones, Zion, and Valanciunas. No Alvarado, though. Where you, is he? You know, th- that's obviously, if you ask me, that's going to be your starting five next year. That right there is your five. McCollum, you, Ingram, Herb. You think you would put Herb at the two permanently? Uh, I think B.I. is going to play the two. So you put, and so then you put Herb, Herb three. at the, hmm, that's interesting. Zion four, Valanciunas five. Hmm. That's what I would think. Um, just because I think you want your two to be a little bit more offensive-minded than rather your three. That's just me personally. That's fair. How tall is Herb? Six, seven? Is he that tall? Is he he six, seven? Let's see. Yeah, six, seven. But B.I. is six, nine, I think. Six, eight. Oh, so what? What's an inch? I mean, I mean, really. But the way I see it is, I mean, Bi is the long length, and I, I, I could see that. I, I think, I think Herb and and Bi could be either or flip flopped. Like it, I think it just kind of depends on the defensive matchup. Yeah, that's that's the way it really goes. And then, and then your sixth man off the bench. I mean, it's got to be Jackson Hayes. Yeah, Jackson would have to be the odd man out. We did see he he looks really good when he played the four. I think, you're, I think your first three coming off the bench are Hayes, Alvarado, and Murphy. The way the way I see it is, what you got to do 
is get another center. I'm I'm not huge on Willie Hernan Gomez. If if I were the Pelicans, I would try to find another center. That way Hayes doesn't have to play the center. You know what I mean? We yep. like we saw we saw how good he plays at the at the four. Right. I I think if you could still have him in that role, he'll be very effective. He'll only grow. He definitely took a lot of strides because he was playing the G League the middle part of the season because he was so bad. Right. And we were like, get this man off the team. And all of a sudden, he flipped a switch. Yeah, I mean, the the fact that you're talking about this Pelicans team and, and you look at their starting five and then you look at the guys that they have coming off the bench, the talent is is so insane. They're so... The Pelicans might field three All-Stars next year. I mean, really and truly, if Zion's healthy, Zion, B.I., C.J.? Hasn't... I Wait, but I don't think C.J.'s ever had a... Oh, you can't tell me C.J.'s never been an All-Star. I don't think he's ever been an All-Star. I remember. I think I remember hearing that that was never brought up, was that he's never had one. He's never been voted as an All-Star. Lillard has, but I don't think C.J. has. Wow. CJ's never been an all-star. See what I mean? He became the fourth non-all-star in NBA. To make a $100 million contract this summer. To make a hundred. Wow. Yeah. It's mind-blowing that he's never been an all-star. I mean, he's he's always put up ridiculous numbers. He's always been a really good player. He's just always been just on the outside. I guess that's it's fair. A, it's always been the same thing with Jalen Brown. Interesting. Jalen Brown, the last few years, he's been great, but I think it was only until this year that he got the, the, got All-Star. the All-Star vote. Yeah. Interesting news that I'm just coming across on Twitter uh, from the Sugarland Space Cowboys, which is the AAA affiliate of your Houston Astros. Guess who's batting in the two-hole for them tonight? Jose Altuve. He's beginning his rehab assignment tonight, batting in the two-hole for the Space Cowboys as they're in Oklahoma City to take on the Dodgers. Dude, I, I need a Space Cowboys jersey. I need a Space Cowboys jersey, and then I need the Astros City Connect jersey. That's, that is my baseball jersey wish list right there. We got an awesome second hour for you. Once again, Luke Johnson is going to join us at 5.30 to talk Alave and Penning as well as their plans for tonight from his perspective. And then what's going to happen, you know, in May and June? A couple more free agents to pick, training camp, OTAs, who to watch, who might miss the cut. We'll talk about it all. And then update of the poll question very quickly. What is... Your go-to draft snack. Is it wings? Is it your traditional nachos? Is it chips and dip? Is it something else? You know, plenty plenty of choices when it comes to your favorite draft snack. So far, 44% of you say wings, 17% say nachos, 11% says chips and dip, 28% say other. Crawfish, finger sandwiches, 
cheese puffs, zaps, chips, boudin, and beer. Beer is the clear favorite. Beer is the clear favorite. It, it has been commented and, and posted in just about every comment. Many times, yeah, many times. Uh, so, but the question is, you say beer, but which one? What kind of beer? Which which right. which one? Which brand are we talking? What, what beer are we talking? We we better be talking some good beer. Let's see. Um, Dwight So also came in and said a little bit of everything: beer, chips, dip, wings, and pizza. Pizza. How did I never think of pizza? That's a great choice for a for a draft snack. Maybe could have taken out the chips and dip. Yeah, I don't know. I chips and dip is just easy. That's what it's it's so it's like the finger sandwich. It, yeah, you just grab just it really so quick easy. and boom. It's not a huge commitment, right? And which is what people are looking for when they're stressed out about the NFL draft. Let's take a time out. When we return, hotline is open 706-0111. Whatever you want to talk about. Saints, Astros, Pelicans, LSU, UL, something else on your mind. We'll talk about whatever. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It is Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 29th, 1980. The New Orleans Saints selected Colorado offensive tackle Stan Brock with the first selection of that NFL's draft. Brock would play 13 seasons with the franchise. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Crush Time with me, guys, and Mesh right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. 517. Cajuns baseball started at 5 o'clock. And I've already got a score update to give you. So far in the bottom of the first, it is a 2 to 1 ball game. Cajuns leading 2 to 1 off of a Max Marshock walk, followed by a Carson Rockefort double to score Marshak. And then Rockefort steals third. Tyler Robertson grounds out, but it was good enough to score Rockefort to make it 2 nothing. And then in the bottom half of the first, Luke Drumheller hits a double down the left field line, which was immediately followed by a Taylor St. Laurent double down the left field line to score Drumheller. It is now... Two to one in the bottom of the first. Bottom of the first, runner on second for the Mountaineers. I'll keep you updated on that here over the next forty minutes of the show. LSU baseball tonight against Georgia. We talked with Bill Frankes during the Jordy Holberg show, and you know LSU looking to rebound after that loss to ULM, and, and Georgia could be a good a good way to do that. They are the 16 team in the country. They do a lot of things well. However, so does LSU. This is going to be a very offensive-minded matchup and a matchup that could play in favor of the Tigers down the stretch because I do believe that the Tigers have a little bit better pitching than Georgia does. Granted, they have one guy that is Jonathan Cannon, who is 
absolutely phenomenal. Um, but after that, you know, their their pitching rotation really takes a little bit of a tumble. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. The Houston Astros, while we're talking about baseball, they will take a three-game winning streak into their weekend series against the Blue Jays. First pitch is scheduled for 6.07 tonight, and you can hear it over on News Talk 98.5. James, I know it's it's early to, to talk about this, I've already asked you what you see the Saints doing tonight. What do you see them doing tomorrow? (laughs) Oh, man. They only have one pick as of now, but there is four rounds. Do you see them trying to make moves? Because I'm not 100% sold that... They just stick with their final two? Well, not only that, I'm not 100% sold that they want Bradley Roby. Really? Could, could you see him getting traded for picks? I'm not 100% sold that they want to keep Roby. You sure? I mean, if they really didn't want him, I think they would have just gotten rid of him and just not had to deal with because they, they they released him and then they re-signed him to a very I, cheap deal. So, I, think, I think it's one of those things, and, and that's the key word there, very cheap deal. I, I think it's one of those things where they re-signed him they're going to put them on the trade block and then come September, if they still have them, then they'll put them to use. But uh, I'm still not a hundred percent sold that, that they want him long-term. So well, no, if, I don't, I don't if, think they want him long-term. If, if there's a team that needs a corner and they call up tonight says, Hey, I'll give you a, or they didn't what they didn't, um, they didn't release them. They just restructured it. Right. They just added a bunch of void years and are going to pay them the next few years. Right. I think if a team calls them that needs a corner and says, hey, you know, we'll give you a third and a fourth for Roby. I mean, shoot, then yeah, you take that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they say no. Well, no, then you're not going to say no. But I think they keep them for this year in case, let's say, Paulson does regress or either Paulson and, and Marshawn and or one of them gets injured. Then you have that insurance policy, and then you're not starting a rookie like you did with Paulson. Yeah. Because they really liked Paulson, and Paulson could have been a second second or a first-round corner, but he took the year off so people didn't get to see what he did. That's true. And it was during a 2020 season when a lot of scouting kind of got skewed because you didn't know what to expect because everything was so thrown off. So he easily could have been a first. In my eyes, he was a first-round talent that went in the third round. I don't. I don't see a lot of good corners left in this draft. If they are to get picked, it's going to be, in my eyes, in the second round. Now you've got some LSU guys still hanging around. You know, you mentioned Neil Farrell earlier. Um, what? Where do you see? You know, these guys, these LSU guys hanging around, and how many of them do you see? You know, making it to the NFL and making an impact in the NFL. I see I'm trying to see all of them that are available cuz there's Cardell Flott. Cordell Flott. I yeah. think Cardell will go I think he'll go in the 4th. You got Demone Clark. Demone Clark, I think that'll be a I think that 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 could be a good 
day two pick. Neil Farrell. Neil feels like a day three guy. Ed Ingram. Ed, that that kind of feels like a day three guy as well. And that that's it. Yeah. And then you know on on the other side, let's look at the Cajuns. You so know, far we got Max Mitchell. I think he's a day two. You got Max Mitchell and Percy Butler. Purse, I could see in the fourth. Yeah. Fourth or fifth. Do you see anybody else from you all getting drafted? It was mainly Max. It was May. I. Th- yeah, those I are could, your two. Yeah. Those are your two big guys. I, I mean, I you remember got, you got Chauncey Manac. You do have Chauncey, and I know that Levi. Whenever I was cutting up clips for him, sound bites. I remember he said that Seattle had met with him. Yeah. Recently in the draft process at that point, whenever they did the pro day, I could see Seattle like either taking a shot on them with a, with a sixth or seventh round pick or just taking them as an undrafted. undrafted. Agent. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see Chauncey Manac getting drafted late. You know, somebody needs an edge rusher and, and sees the, the, the talent that he could bring. Um, this draft, you know, night one was was so interesting, and night two is just going to be even more interesting, and it gets underway in about thirty minutes uh, at six o'clock. And so far, I've seen a lot of things where you could have three quarterbacks going early in the second round tonight. We'll see if that's the case. Um. Looking at this is a, a mock draft. They've got Tennessee taking Malik Willis. The Saints. Huh? Who who who's taking Malik? Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. They got Tennessee taking Malik Willis. They've got the Jets taking Nicobe Dean. Uh the Bears taking Travis Jones. The Colts getting Sky Moore. Colts, Colts could use another receiver. I like Sky more there. The Falcons coming in in the second round to get Desmond Ritter. Detroit's... Oh, that's Tennessee. Never mind. Detroit taking Matt Corral. That could be an interesting pick. Emphasis on interesting. That would, could be an interesting I would say pick. That's, I would say that one would be very interesting. I think if, if you're not going to draft a quarterback in the first round, don't draft one at all if, if you're this, the Lions. If this mock draft comes true for the Saints, I will not complain. Fedarian Mathis from Alabama. The D-tackle. The kid's um, just a massive. 6'4", 3'10". 3'10". He... Had seven sacks his senior year at Neville High School. Yeah, he's a local he kid. Had a, he had a career high five run stops against LSU in 2021, and his pass rush grading, which Saints love, whenever you can run stuff and pass rush. His pass rush was a 93.4 rating. Yeah, and that was against Mississippi State in 2020. Yeah, he, he's he's a good player. He's a local kid. You know, you mentioned he went to Neville. Um. I'd be okay with that. I think that's a solid second-round draft pick. I really do. Um, let me scroll down a little bit further and see if there's any you know, other crazy... John Mechie going to Green Bay, so Aaron Rodgers finally gets a receiver. 
It's just not in the first round. Right. Um, I I wouldn't mind that. I just I don't think you still have your number one. Kenneth Walker going to the Bills. Bills do need a running back. Jalen Petrie going to the Chiefs. I love that. Jalen Petrie is a DB that is, I think, being overlooked a little bit. Uh, so that could be interesting. And then the last pick of the second round, Trey McBride going to the Rams. I mean, to the Broncos. The Colorado State tight end. Yeah, they, they did lose no offense, so they could use a tight end. I I still don't think the Saints really need one, but that's just me. Because you, if you're you, if you're gonna convert Taysom Hill to tight end, right? You've already got Jawan. You still have Nick Vanette under contract, and a lot of Saints reporters are saying that they don't like Adam Trotman, are saying that the Saints don't like Adam Trotman. But I I, I just haven't seen. The, I get it. You, I mean, you could say that if Taysom is being converted, but I think that's just more the fact that. You just don't want him at quarterback. You got to remember, not everybody's a gronk and they start going crazy year one. You got to give a tight end a few years. And Adam Drummond had a huge step up and a lot of expectations on him after being a a number three tight end who had 15 catches all year in 2020, his rookie season. And then all of a sudden, he's getting bumped up to tight end one. You, you you can't expect him to have 70 catches and seven touchdowns in right. his second year. You can't expect that type of jump. He's he's a he's he was good at pass catcher in college, but what he what's really been his moneymaker is his ability to run block. Yeah. And just block in general. We saw we saw his PFF ratings. They're off the charts. So I say you got to be a little more patient and you can't Kick a guy off the team after the second year. Right. That's that's the that's the biggest takeaway from this. Let's take a time out when we return. Luke Johnson from NOLA.com will join us to give his insights on Alave and Penning. I'll get his biggest surprise of the draft and more. Crunch time with me guys in mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Had a rough day at work. Got lady problems? Yeah! Not to worry, because you have two wingmen right here. You can be my wingman anytime. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Today is the day that you join the game clubhouse. Not only is it free... But you will get the chance to enter to win tremendous gifts, like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. Now, you can only score that $150 gift certificate by becoming a member of the game clubhouse, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So go sign up today. Crunch time with me, guys, and Mesh here on the game, 34 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, still reeling off those draft picks last night, Chris Olave and Trevor Penning coming to the New Orleans Saints. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen in the next month with still some free agency decisions to make? Let's bring in Luke Johnson from NOLA.com. Luke, good afternoon, my friend. Happy Draft Friday. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. 
Yeah, let's start. Let's start with last night. Um, trading up five spots to get Chris Olave. You gave up your third and fourth rounder to to do so. Did you agree with the move? Did you think the move was necessary? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, wholeheartedly. Um, look, there's there's a chance that you know they by trading away a third and a fourth, they traded away you know guys who could be you know Alvin Kamara and C.J. Gardner Johnson, right? Uh, like best case scenario, they you know, they those would have been who those guys would have been. Uh, but they also could have traded away guys who who would have bust. And I, I think that if you see somebody in the first round who you really covet, you are absolutely sure that he's going to be. A, a player for your team. Um, I, I think you make that move ten times out of ten, and you go get them, and and you you solidify a, a position of weakness. Especially because I you know, I really don't think he would have been there at sixteen when they picked. You know the guy who ended up getting picked in that spot was you know, another receiver in Jahan Dotson that a lot of people had you know in the back end of the first round. Um, so it, yeah, I just think the the way the the position had been drafted up to that point um, with, I think, the, the very, very high floor for Chris Olave as a prospect, um, the way he kind of matches what the Saints like to do offensively, the way he fits with who they already have in the field. I thought it was a no-brainer to, to move up and make sure you go got him. And then Trevor Penning, you know, that's a guy that, that I had seen being thrown around for the Saints, you know, for the last month or maybe even longer as, <laughs> as just a, a really solid replacement for for Teron Armstead where were your thoughts on that especially with his relative athletic score being as high as it was yeah I, I just thought that out of all the guys who who maybe could be there he kind of expected to be there he was like the most obvious guy to pick to the Saints um you know you're talking about a guy who's who's gonna probably step in at a, a premier position they needed to get that filled I, I think James Hurst played pretty well last year in relief at Teron Armstead uh, but I think he's way more valuable as a sixth offensive lineman who you can kind of plug and play wherever you need um, and you know if, if Hurst is in the starting lineup and then Hurst gets hurt you're kind of screwed <laughs> the rest of the way um, so I, I just thought it, it made so much sense uh, it just from a position standpoint and you know, I think Penny's got some flaws as a player, um, but I think there's also potential that he could be uh, just an absolute stud, right? He's got like all of the traits that you want. Um, he just hasn't really had much of a chance to show he can do it against the elite level, top level competition. Um, you know, he's got some some technical flaws he's going to need to iron out and work on. He's he's a little bit more raw than, than the rest of the kind of elite level tackle prospects, but I, I think they pretty much knew that. You know, those top three guys were probably going to be off the board in the first ten picks, uh, which is what happened. And yeah, they, they had a very, very nice consolation prize there at nineteen and Trevor Penny. Yeah, no doubt about it. Chatting with Luke Johnson of NolanNews.com. Luke, tonight, second and third rounds of the draft. As of now, the Saints have one pick in the second round at pick number forty-nine. Do you see them staying there? Do you see them moving up, moving down? What What do you think the plan is tonight? Uh, you know, I think it's it's always good to be bracing for Mickey Lewis to make a trade. <laughs> he loves doing it. Uh, he's done it. I think I think last night was the twenty fourth trade he's made uh, in the draft in like twenty two drafts. Um, so you got to be ready for it. But at the same time, you look at what they have right now 
and they don't really have a lot of assets to move around and to try to you know, move up or acquire another third-round pick or something like that. Um, and it, just historically, they don't trade down. Even though I think it'd be a good move if they can tonight to trade down and try to acquire more picks, because um, I still think they have some spots in the roster that kind of need shoring up, and they, I think this this class in particular is pretty deep in the middle rounds. Um, I just don't I, I don't really see the Saints as as a team that's really willing to move down. Um, they haven't done it since 2007. So um, yeah, I would expect they they stay at 49, and that'll probably be the only pick they make tonight. Um, and to be honest, I think. They're going to have a, a good selection of players there, uh, you know, particularly at safety. Um, Jalen Petrie, Jaquan Brisker, uh, Nick Cross, the safety out of Maryland, who's a big guy who can absolutely fly. Like He kind of reminds me of Marcus Williams. Um, yeah, I think they're going to have options there. I think they can get a really, really nice player without having to, to trade up. Um, and yeah, that, that would kind of be where, where my – my gut lies right now, but you know, Mickey Loomis does like the surprise. I didn't think they were going to trade up to 11 last night and they did. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, 49, I think is, is a good spot to be. And I also think that they're, I agree with you that they're going to shore up the, the defensive side of the ball, whether it be defensive line or safety. Now, post draft, you know, starting next week, They've they've been in conversations with Jarvis Landry. They've been in conversations with Tyron Matthew. Obviously, the signing of of Chris Olave might put a little bit of a wrench in the Jarvis Landry scenario. But do do you still see either one of those players possibly being in a Saints uniform come September? Yeah, I mean, I I, I really do, especially if they don't land a safety at forty nine. Um, yeah, they need help at that position right now. Um, Look, it's the same sort of conversation you have with James Hurst, uh, with, with P.J. Williams, right? I think he can play there at free safety and give you a, a pretty good pretty good player. Um, but you're losing something with that. You're losing you know, his ability to play nickel or outside corner or strong safety or free safety or slot corner or you know, whatever. Um, you know, he's so versatile, and he's really, really valuable in that role. And you know, those guys... I mean, players get hurt in the NFL all the time. And those guys are so much more valuable coming off the bench, um, filling in where they're needed, than they are you know, as, as a, you know, starting free safety. Um, so you know, if they don't grab a safety in the second round tonight, and their next pick isn't until, what, the fifth round or something like that, I don't even know when their next pick is. Um, it, you know, I, I think you're, you're looking at a, a big hole to fix or to fill. And you know, I think Teron Matthew makes a ton of sense. Um, I don't think you should rule out Jarvis Landry either. Um, look, just because they have Chris Olave doesn't mean that I think they're done there. Receiver, you know, they they were talking this offseason about wanting to add a couple guys to the room. Um, so if you if you pin if, if you take the receiver core they had last year, where Marquez Callaway is your number one, and you know you go on down the list and you, you see how bad it was, and then you know this year you've got Michael Thomas and Chris Olave, and then you add Jarvis Landry to that mix and. You're talking about Marquez or Traquan Smith being your number four, and you got um, Deontay Hardy uh, playing that that kind of specialist role that he plays, where you know he can give you some real juice and kind of short bursts. Um, I think they go from having a, a really really poor receiver core to having a, a top end receiver core. Um, it, it could be really really good. Um, I, I don't think the the drafting of Olave takes them out of the mix. I, I think it all comes down to for both players. Um, you know, what they're willing to accept. And, you know, I think from the Saints' perspective, they probably met with them and they were like, hey, 
this is what we're willing to do. We know you're looking for more. You're welcome to go try to find more. If you can't find it, we're here. And, you know, this is what we're going to offer. And I think probably for both players that realistically looks like a, like a, you know, one-year deal and, um, you know, probably in the eight to $10 million range and, um, give them a chance to, to come here and, and show that they can still play at a high level and, and turn that into a bigger deal next year. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it all boils down to what the market's like for them after the draft, and, and if there's nothing there, I think the Saints have a decent chance to both of them. Luke Johnson of the New Orleans Advocate and NOLA.com has been our guest. Luke, I've got one more for you. You know, the Saints being aggressive, moving up to get Olave, getting pinning. Oh, I've seen some people po- pose the question that, this was a statement for Mickey Loomis to say that the Saints are still in win-now mode. Do you agree with that? Do you think the Saints are still contenders after the the picks that they made? Well, I, th- I think we're going to have to wait and see on that, right? But I think they believe they are, and, and that's that's the important part here. Um, yeah, they, they've said it all off season, right? They they don't see they don't see this big drop off. And they looked at last year where they were in the mix for the playoffs despite everything going wrong at every turn. You know, they, they played four starting quarterbacks. They started an NFL record number of players. Um, Michael Thomas missed the entire season when they were banking on him being there. Um, you know, guys were hurt left and right, and, and they still managed to finish with a winning record. And, and you know, the last day of the season, they, they were waiting out to see if another team would win to, to see if they get in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I think they are convinced that couple guys here and there they, they could be right back in the mix i don't think they think their division is very good um you know they could be in the mix for a division title this year um and i think they're right to think that you know i would be i'd be really disappointed if i was a saints fan to see the saints being like all right it's time to blow it up um you know it, because I, that process would be so long and so arduous because of the of the, the salary cap situation they're in they yeah. can't just move guys Right, so I mean, you'd be looking at like a full-on tear-down rebuild. It's going to take a long time. Um, I don't think anybody wants to be in that situation. I think the Saints fan base should be happy that they believe they're still good and they want to um, they want to keep going for it, right? Uh, because they don't think they're in the middle ground, and they certainly don't want to be you know, three and three and fourteen or whatever. Um, you know, aiming to pick in the top half of the first round. Yeah, no, no question about it. Luke Johnson of The Advocate has been our guest. Luke, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, enjoy night two of the draft, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. We'll take a timeout, and when we return, we'll update the poll question. We'll give you LSU's starting lineup before their game with Georgia, and we'll send you on your way to your Festival International Weekend. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It is Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The guys here in the game dugout love baseball. It was the game that was passed down to them by their fathers. Hey, Dad? You want to have a catch? had such heartwarming moments. This guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game. Now back to more baseball talk here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
The Greater Acadiana Heart Walk will take place tomorrow at River Ranch. The festivities begin at 8 a.m. and the non-competitive walk begins at 9.15. For more information, visit greateracadianaheartwalk.org or contact Donna Ashcraft at donna.ashcraft at heart.org. Matt Miguez, James Mesh, crunch time with Miguez and Mesh. Got about five minutes left in today's show. The LSU Tigers have announced their starting lineup for tonight's Game 1 contest against Georgia. Batting first and playing in right field is going to be Josh Pearson. Batting second in center field is going to be the Cruz missile, Dylan Cruz. Batting third and playing the hot corner is Jacob Berry. Batting fourth and at second base is Kate Doty. Batting fifth and at first base is Trey Morgan. Batting sixth and playing short is Jordan Thompson. Batting seventh and your designated hitter is Braden Jobert. Batting eighth and catching is Tyler McManus. And batting ninth and playing in left field is Lafayette's own Josh Stevenson. Mikhail Hilliard will be on the mound. While we're on the subject of starting lineups, Cajuns softball has unveiled their starting lineup for tonight's game against Coastal. Batting first, playing third, will be Stormy Kotzelnik. Batting second and catching will be Sophie Piscos. Batting third and in right field will be Carly Heath. Batting fourth and in center, the Cajuns are getting Raina O'Neill back. That's important. Batting fifth and playing short is Alexa Langliers. Batting sixth and at second base is Melissa Mayu. Batting seventh and your designated player is Laney Crater. Batting eighth and at first base is Taylor Roman. And batting ninth in left field is Kayla Falterman. Kendra Lamb getting the start on or in the circle. The Houston Astros are also in the great white north of Canada, which was interesting about this. Canada still has COVID protocols in effect. So every MLB player that travels to Canada this offseason, this season has to be vaccinated or otherwise they're not going to play. So I remember reading, I think it was last week or earlier this week, that the Astros organization was was making sure that everybody or, or making sure they had correctly who was vaccinated and who wasn't so that they didn't have to deal with that at the border because that would have been a nightmare had you brought somebody on the road trip and then they couldn't go into Canada. That would, that would have been awkward and, and uncomfortable. Let's check the poll question one last time in today's show. What is your go-to draft snack? Is it nachos? Is it wings? Is it chips and dip? Or is it other? A lot of people are saying beer. A lot of people are saying pizza. Boudin. Cheese puffs. Zaps chips. Finger sandwiches. It's a good thing that we're about to go home because I'm hungry. So far, 45% of you say wings, 15% say nachos, 15% say chips and dip, and 25% have commented other options. James, what you doing this weekend, my man? I don't have anything really planned. Hmm. That's the thing. I may go f- hit in the batting cages for a little bit, may go play some basketball. I know I'll be writing up a blog post for... The Saints draft picks. Yep. So look out for that on the website. Yep. I'll be I'll be writing an article on Cajuns players getting drafted, and then you ready for this, James? Have you ever heard of the brand Foco, the company that makes the 
bobbleheads and Funko? No. Foco. Foco? No. Okay. Well, they are doing a Chris Olave draft night bobblehead. They're only making three hundred and twenty two. They're on sale right now for fifty nine dollars. And they are actually you get one? they're giving one away. They are they are giving one away. Um I don't know. I'm, I might try to win it because I'm a I'm a big Chris Olave fan, and a Chris Olave bobblehead would look good behind us. I want to send a huge shout out to Luke Johnson for joining the show today. NFL draft is going to be fun tonight. Getting started any minute now on ESPN rounds two and three tonight. Rounds four through seven kicking off tomorrow at 11 a.m. One last score update of Cajuns baseball. They lead three to two. In the bottom of the third. For James Mesh, I'm Matt Miguez. Be safe. Be well. Hug your mom and them. Have fun at festival. Be careful out there. And have a great draft weekend. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Crunch time with Miguez and Mesh on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Bye.